the second episode and today we are going to be talking about how to prepare your mix for the mastering process. Maybe you're taking it somewhere else. Maybe you're doing it yourself. Either way, there's certain things that you need to do to get ready for the mastering process. See, when you create music, you're only as strong as your weakest link. If your bridge is flat, your chorus will fall flat. If your kick is anemic, your groove will drag his ass along the floor. And if your compressor's pumping, the whole thing can go to the pot. This rule also stands for your equipment. The way you work and your processes. If you cut corners. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode two. And today we are going to talk about how to prepare your mix for mastering. See, when you create music, you're only as strong as your weakest link. If your bridge is flat, your chorus will fall flat. If your kick is anemic, your groove will drag its ass along the floor. And if your compressor is pumping, the whole thing can go to pot. Now, this rule also stands for your equipment, the way you work and your processes. If you cut corners, if you miss out important steps, you can quite easily knock the sheen off an otherwise great piece of music, even at the very last stage, like when you're exporting your mix. Now, you'll find that top producers are often constantly battling a powerful, like OCD style compulsion. I can't say that, but it's a good thing, okay? You have to be meticulous when working to make sure you don't leave a weak link in there that's pulling the whole project down a notch or two. Now, in this podcast, I aim to discuss the thoughts and processes involved in preparing your track for mastering, whether completing the mastering yourself, like I said, or sending it off to a professional. I'm going to provide you with a few tips that will improve your finished sound. Now, for the purpose of this, I'm going to assume that you're working in the box. And what I mean by that is you're working in a DAW, a digital audio workstation, like Pro Tools, Pro Tools, Cubase, whatever you use. And you're not using any hardware since. If you do have some equipment running live into your project, the first step is to record those tracks in individually and have them running as audio with the MIDI MIDI tracks muted. This way you can make sure you're happy with the recordings and check that, check that they don't clip or distort. Now, once you're happy with each recording, you can be sure it won't change. One of the best characteristics of hardware is that you can be quite alive and unpredictable. Is that it can be quite alive and unpredictable. So the first step is tidy up your project, record your hardware in, Delete any muted or unused tracks and double check all your automation is neat and tidy and precise. This might sound a little bit basic, but you can really get a boost while working on a project by calling this song writing done. The mixing good and tidying up the project so that the track becomes a much more becomes a much more finished project. And this can help you start to change your mindset. And that's one thing that's very important, especially if you're going to be mastering mastering it yourself. The mindset involved 
in creating music are completely different to those which are needed to master music. Now, this is the one that this is one of the main advantages of getting it done professionally on top of the experience and expertise of the professional you hire. Now, you're also getting a different studio, a different set of equipment and fresh ears, which will add an objectivity that is guaranteed to be absent in you by the time you finish writing and mixing your track. Now, the next step is probably one of the most important. In fact, it is one of the most important. And it's a mistake that I've noticed people make time and time again. You need to check all of your levels. Sounds basic, but you'd be surprised. Check your individual track levels or peaking no higher than negative nine. Check your buses and masters are peaking no higher than negative six, you know, somewhere around there. In fact, you can mix even lower. As I mentioned in a previous uh, video, YouTube video, um, I lost my face. In a previous YouTube video, it can be quite beneficial to your sound to mix around negative 18. Now, if you have any tracks which are hot or even in the red, it's important that you just don't turn down the master. It's important that you bring each individual track under control. And this may mean that you have to turn down every single fader by 6 dB to keep your mix right. It's a tough job, but, you know, it has to be done. A risk of sounding like a scornful parent, I would probably say the best way to avoid this is to keep a check on your levels as you mix, and then you won't have a major job to do at the end. Now, keep your room tidy. I mean, mix. Keep them both, whatever. Now, once you've done this volume adjustment, you know, you recheck your mix, your, mix, your automation, and especially if you have volume automation on the faders themselves, you can end up with a bit of mess. So you may need to bring some tracks down with other game controls. See, what you're checking for now is that your mix is still right and that the master bus is now peaking no higher than negative six dB on its meter. If it all adds up, you're cooking with gas and halfway getting a great sound, well-balanced track. It's common for people to produce with dynamic plugins or devices on their master two bus. I do it all the time. When it's time to export your mix down, I recommend you to remove anything that's working on dynamics to any reasonable de degree. Now, me myself, you know, I kind of do my mastering during the mix, but if you're taking it someone, you don't want you don't want any of those plugins on, okay? So you want to take off take off everything like the compressors or the multi-band plugins. And the reason we do this when mastering, as you work on it, you will really appreciate the extra options you have by having these dynamics still there to work with. If you're sending it to a professional, there's every chance they will do. They will have some type of kit that might do a better job than a plugin that you have and still get you the same sound. If you have a limiter on there, that's just catching a few peaks sub subtly. Or if you have a few effects that are automated, don't worry about those. We're only talking about the stuff that's going to take away dynamics for right now. That said, if you have a compressor on which is pumping away and it's kind of the effect you were going for and really important to the track, I suggest you do the exports with it and without so you have plenty of options. It won't hurt. 
If you're working with an engineer, make sure you do provide both mixes and tell them your settings and what you what you were going for. If you if your mastering engineer won't take this kind of input on board, don't give him a job. Find somebody else. I'll tell you that right now. Okay, now we're looking like we're ready to export. One last check is to listen to your track. A great mix down should be balanced above anything else. Things should be clear and concise and nothing should dominate or be too muffled or noisy. Don't even consider loudness or how banging it is. Your emotions sometimes can often overtake your analytical brain when mixing down and you can find yourself pushing things too hard and end up messing up. So stick to balance and beauty. Don't worry about it. Not like that song you downloaded from YouTube or whatever you want to call it. Now, when it comes to which format to export to, there's no point in exporting to anything other than the bit rate and sampler rate you were working in. I would say it's beneficial in many ways to work in the highest sampling rate the CPU can take, at least in 24-bit. So export in the same format wave you're working in. That way you are sure to be exporting exactly what you're hearing. So I know we like to export in MP3s. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because MP3s you know you're changing the sound whether you hear it or not okay so now you want to set your export range and do it okay you now have a mix down that will be ready to master and there's also another option i like to discuss here a popular service called steam mastery in terms of options for a mastering engineer, this is almost the midpoint between a master and a mix down. You provide a set of stems which equate to your full mix down. So you can dense your mix down into say five to 10 stereo stems. In doing this, there are a few things that you need to take into account though. The grouping of the stems is important. You need to group like with like. The thinking is to export things which play the same role need the same kind of treatment together. For instance, if you have four, four courses, four tracks of courses, stem cell. If you have a lead vocal and maybe some backgrounds, stem cell. But anyway, because of the selection you make with your stems will give the master engineer more, again, or less flexibility when it comes to fixing any issues. Now the benefits of this are huge, obviously. The master engineer will still only master your track but if there are issues with your mix or any instruments that's not behaving well when he does this processing he has the options to fix these instantly also if you're unsure about your own mixing decisions and think you made a few mistakes it might be worth using a stem mastering service even if it's a little bit more expensive experienced ears can often really help get the best out of music now, if you find yourself exporting a STEM mastering section, session, the process is only a little different. Having followed the process that I mentioned above, you need to solo each group of tracks and export to and export the master bus. When it comes to the stems, you should aim for something that looks like, like I said earlier, like the kick drums, the uh, kick drum, the drums, percussion, any hats, bass line lead sense, pass strings, vocals effects. It's always good to have big elements like the kick, bass, and vocals, their own stem, mainly because 
elements like that have such a huge impact on overall balance of a song so having them separate can really make life a lot easier down the line now check your exported stems when you put them back in your doll sound like your f- well okay let me redo it check that your stems when you put them back in the doll sound like your final mix down that nothing's missing and the balance is correct and then you are good to go so there you have it folks that's a quick overview of how you should prepare your mixes for the mastering process whether you're doing it yourself or whether you're taking it to a professional you got two options you got stem mastering or you got the final mix down either way is fine it just depends on how comfortable you feel with your finished product anyway this your boy jay to the r Hit that subscribe for the podcast. I'm going to keep them coming. Hit that subscribe for those that might be watching this on YouTube. And I'm out. Peace.